Ladies and gentlemen, fans of basketball, we've got a treat here. NA30 listeners, welcome to Nothing But Miss. I'm Ba, this is Malky. We're talking basketball. How's it going, Melky? How's it going? It's going, man. It's, uh, you know, it's Melky and the Hizzy. Welcome to the first episode of Nothing But Miss, uh, where Ba and I throw only bricks and no swishes. It's true honor sitting on the bench next to uh, this gentleman right here while action happens on the hardwood. So let's tip off. Yeah, I'm excited. We've got sports on TV, Melky. Right? How how badly have you wanted to say that? So badly. And the fact that it's Christmas week, which means I've got a lineup of basketball, junior hockey, some soccer, football to boot. This is fantastic. But like you said, opening night. And first off, what did you think of our new theme song, by the way? Classic. Classic. It brought me back to my childhood where I would just, for hours on, and I'm sure you could speak on this too, would just play NBA Jam, TE, and, you know... You know, with those dominant teams, I would always be, um, I'd always be the Bulls or I'd be the Lakers or, you know, just, just a really good team. And, uh, yeah, it just brought back a lot of good memories. What about yeah. you? That game, if I wasn't the Bulls, uh, it was solely just going by what Jersey I thought looked cool in those <laughs> awesome realistic graphics. Usually meant I was probably Grant Hill. <laughs> You remember, remember when Grant Hill was a force? Yeah. Yeah. That's when I started to really enjoy basketball. Those were the good old days. Like, yeah. I don't know if you remember, this is going way back, but so remember when T-Mac and Grant Hill uh, signed in Orlando? Yeah. Did you know Tim Duncan was supposed to be on his way? And for whatever reason, it fell apart in San Antonio, resigned him, but they were supposed to form the first big three. Can you imagine that? Championships for days, man. Yeah. Yeah. If not championship, at least finals constantly. That would have changed the entire landscape. 100%. And would have helped Orlando, too, because Grant Hill got hurt. Yeah. But T-Mac would have had Duncan to lean on still. T-Mac, man. Biggest regret of his life, leaving the Raptors. And he even said it. Of course. Looking back on it, I know you wanted to shine, but you had one of the most unstoppable forces alongside with you. Who was blood? Family. Yeah. Family blood related. <laughs> so it would have just been easier. Yeah. And you two could have dominated for, for a decade and you chose to spread your wings in Orlando. So that sounds like a you problem, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Classic you problem. All right. Well, you know what? Enough of the negative, the past we're on to the future and, and we're talking about the Raptors going into this season, 2020, 2021. So we're going to start off with the off season. Um, Melky, do you want to start us off with what? I don't know. Let's go any addition, any loss. How do you want to start this? How was yes. your Raptors offseason? Uh, well, I'm going to grade them with a C plus. And before I get into why, uh, I'm going to speak on the additions and speak on the subtractions. And then I'd love for you to chime in as well, because I'm pretty sure you and I were thinking the same thing. Uh, when this it comes is funny. To- yeah. Yeah. We so, tried to avoid 
kind of telling each other our picks yeah. and stuff. <laughs> yeah, but okay, go ahead. So additions, we'll go with additions. So probably the biggest fish they signed was Aaron Baines, uh, yep. center from um, the Phoenix Suns. Uh, he's from New Zealand, right, if I'm not mistaken? Uh, oh, I was going to say Australia, so I hope you're right. I, it's one of the two, and sorry, fans, Australia and New Zealand. I know you Kiwis and you Aussies are different, and you'd kill me, especially my best friend's uh, wife. She'd pitch for oh, me. That's that. right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so on my apologies. Oh, but yeah, but Aaron Baines, uh, he's there to fill the void um, at center. Um, they also signed uh, a guard forward named DeAndre ba- uh, ba- Bombery uh, from Atlanta. Yeah, Bombery. Uh, yeah, they drafted Malachi Flynn, who I'm very excited about. Uh, they also drafted Jalen Harris. Um, they signed Yuta Wannabe. Uh, Alex that was a recent one. That was a recent one, yeah. Alex Len. Uh, he's a journeyman, a center journeyman. And Paul Watson to round it off as the newest additions. Now, the subtractions are going to be names you all you Raptor fans know and love dearly because they were part of our championship. Uh, the most important one, I think Serge Ibaka. Oh, just saw a new commercial with him on TV at some fashion line. Did you, what during the game? Didn't you see that? The Brooklyn game? I, I missed it, but I, I'm sure it's spectacular because you know, you oh. know, you know, Serge, how he does, man. Sure how does. we do. Um, Mark Gazal, uh, he parted. Um, O'Shea Brissett. Uh, Dwayne Hernandez, who we drafted last year, and oh. I guess decided it wasn't going to work out. Malcolm Mil- Miller, uh, Rondé Hollis Jefferson, which was, I was shocked that they didn't offer him anything, or maybe they did, and he just found a better opportunity with the Timberwolves. And Shimori Pons, who was probably there for only like a 10 day contract, but he was on the list when I looked it up on Wikipedia. So going back to my grade, I'm going to give them a C uh, for reasons being C plus, sorry, because I felt they've lost a lot of veteran leadership with um, Serge Ibaka and Mark Gasol, especially Um, the bench seems depleted. Like who's going to step up? Like you got Norm and you have um, Boucher, but who else is going to fill the void? Right. So that's a question mark. And just the size that they lost, I feel yeah, it's a smaller NBA game nowadays where, you know, usually it's guards and small fours, three and D guys that run around. But you still need those big guys to, to rebound and do the dirty work. So for those reasons, I'm going to give their offseason a C plus. What do you think? So originally I went with the B minus. And I was thinking about it the last few days when we were just kind of passing notes. And I actually went to a C plus as well. So I'll start the uh, 29th overall pick, Malachi Flynn. I'm excited for him too. That kid, as a hockey fan, I love nothing more than hard work. Like that's the biggest thing to me. And that's why I love this Raptors team and always have, because we have the grit and the hard work. Um, I'm going to start with the losses. Abaka, that's the biggest one for me. That is massive. He's going to the Clippers. That is such a great addition for them and Kawhi. Center that he knows, but just the fact what Ibaka can bring. Um, Gasol, I believe, was on the out, and it was just kind of more of a mutual parting ways. 
the Gasol thing. And I think he could have been replaced. Obviously, he brought a lot. I'm not mitigating what he gave to us. But he was replaceable at this time. Abaka mm-hmm. is definitely the more massive loss. But both of them, I think what they brought to the locker room for veteran, for leadership, stability, those games. I mean, Lowry obviously is the captain. It's not like we're barren in leadership on this team. But they brought a huge a huge part of that, that veteran leadership. Um, I have here, yeah, Baines. He's, he's solid. Like he's gonna, he works hard grit. The hockey thing I was talking about. <laughs> I love it. The interviews he's already given. He sounds like a great guy. He, he's going to stick up for people. I love that. Um, he's not going to back down, but it's a downgrade. It's an obvious downgrade. Now, speaking of that part of the positive, why I was thinking B minus for their off season was actually the re-signings. You already said Chris Boucher. I was a recent re-sign, but the big ones just happened the other night. OG Ananobi. Huge. Four years. And what was that? 72 million? Yeah. 72 mil. Yeah. Yeah. Looking at like the Luke Kennard deals and all the other ones going around. (laughs) That's a good deal. Do you not agree? It was a bargain. I was shocked he didn't get more. Yeah. Be perfectly honest because they lost out. I mean, we were going to talk about this later, but they lost out on um, the Giannis uh, signing as he re-upped and signed his Supermax with the Bucks. Yeah. But yeah, no, OG, uh, I was shocked it wasn't more money because uh, you you elaborated on the um, Luke, uh, the Luke signing and with the Clippers and some of the other signings that happened recently, too. It just felt like a floodgate of signings before the season happened. And I'm looking at them, comparing them to OG, and I'm like... I think OG's better than most of these guys. And, and if he balls out this year, it's total a bargain. And I thought about this the other day. Does the Van Vliet contract not seem better? Does it not already seem like a better contract today than when it was signed because of the contracts handed out? It's actually a sweet deal. And you got to give kudos to Masai for just always being ahead of the game and you know, he's that smooth operator that can convince you, you know what, you can go get more money and, you know, patent your stats, but you can stay here in a winning winning culture and sign for maybe a little less. But you're you're a hero. Like, think about it. Think how we treat our our local sports players. We treat them like gods, especially if they, you know, win championships or they compete hard. We, we treat them like royalty. So big ups to Masai for always uh for you know, always making that great signing, that bargain signing, because he knows, man, he's he's a genius. Yeah. So that contract, Fred, that's four years, eighty-five million dollars. Uh, again, just like you said, Toronto, we're blue-collar fans. We may be a white-collar city, and I don't live in downtown Toronto, ain't that? But <laughs> we love our hard workers. So, Fred, I love that he got paid. Like I said, that contract looks better. OG, we re-signed Chris uh, Boucher. That was two years, thirteen mu- uh, million. Pride of Montreal. That's so right. that's another big right there. Um, any? What, how do you feel about uh, the re-signings? I know we just spoke about Fred. OG. Oh, oh it was great. These are uh, these are the foundation. Uh, this is our foundation going forward because unfortunately Lowry can't play forever, and you know you're gonna you gotta basically um, pass the torch on. So I feel like Fred, OG, Pascal, Boucher, Norm, that's the future. And this is a great opportunity for them to shine now. You know, I mean, yes, it sucked losing Serge, 
and Mark, and I actually agree with you 100% on Mark. He was on the way out, and he was on the decline, so I was actually okay with him walking. Yeah. But I feel like uh, this is the new Raptors. It's it's the baby Raptors that are, that are growing up. It's, I don't know if you've seen that meme. It's a Ninja Turtle meme, and it has Splinter as Lowry, and it has the four turtles as babies. So it has Pascal, Norm, OG and and Fred and their babies and then the next picture has them grown up uh, as as <laughs> yeah as, you got to send me it yeah as they've evolved now they're they're like they're men now they've gone from kids to men and this is the new raptors so I'm excited going forward you know you're kind of you're almost saying it without saying it doesn't it seem almost and this is weird that we just won the championship but kind of a bridge year in between of what we just had to what we're becoming like you said this is the foundation building so i think i i don't know i, I see us kind of a playoff team maybe downgrade a bit we're going to talk about that a bit later but this is definitely i feel a bridge year this year and next we're seeing contracts what's going to happen lowry retire what he's going to do no, it's it's a bridge year for sure. It's it's basically see what we have and you know and take it from there. Although there are some rumblings going around about a certain pot belly superstar uh, possibly coming our way, but we'll get into that too a little later. But who knows, man? Like right now, this is the Raptors for the twenty twenty season, twenty twenty one season, and I'm still excited that uh, they're going to work hard regardless of who's on the court. They'll work hard. Can I can I sound like an old head for a second? Of course. <laughs> Do you not find and I obviously it's just the toxic part of the internet because most people <laughs> talk to you in real life have common sense, but the entitlement of some Raptor fans after we didn't land Giannis. Do you not remember the years before Masai? <laughs> I'm still happy with this team. I'm going between a C plus to B minus. I'm going to enjoy the shit out of this Raptors basketball. We'll talk about later. I think who are still a playoff team and not an easy, not on my list anyways. So calm down with us not signing. We've never signed the big agents. It's never happened. So it's okay that he didn't. And you know what? It's almost better. If not the Raptors, he stayed with the small market Milwaukee. That's a plus for the future. I mean, I mean, we've signed players but i don't think you can consider hito turkoglu jermaine o'neal uh the big fish signings they're they're guys on the decline anyways so yeah it's tough we get that stigma of you know uh, hockey town and nobody wants to play nobody big wants to play with us and that's fine i just think you're right raptor fans need to calm down we won the title two years ago we have we always put a competitive team, and I remember those days where we stunk, like with Daniel Marshall and Jalen Rose at the end of his career. And those teams were horrible. Like I couldn't watch a complete game because it was just embarrassing. So you gotta look, you gotta take the positives right now. Masai always has a competitive team, and it's gonna be a competitive team whether we have a superstar or not. So like, chill the fuck out, people. Yeah. You know, speaking of Hito, by the way, I remember I went to a bobblehead night for him and <laughs> I was so pumped, right? Because like you said, it was the biggest signing that we had at the point. Yeah. Everybody was so fired up for him. Oh, I'll buy this too, man. Yeah. Bobblehead night, 
11 points, nothing else, pretty much sat out at the end of the game, sucked out. I'm like, what the fuck is this, man? I don't even want this fucking bobblehead. <laughs> garbage. You should have just dropped in the garbage as you were exiting. <laughs> I, I was almost going to get his jersey just as a white guy on the Raptors who was a star. I was to get it. I was too, actually. Like, I made So I made the mistake years ago when they signed Jermaine O'Neal. And I thought that it was going to be like the next Twin Towers with him and Chris Bosh. Obviously, it didn't work out because Jermaine didn't even last a full season. But I went out and bought the black when they first introduced the, um, the alternate black uniforms. And I went and bought it. And I was like, oh, yeah, Jermaine O'Neal, because I already had a white Chris Bosh. So I didn't want to get another Chris Bosh. And fuck, I wore it twice. And it's been hanging in the closet ever since. Wow. What a waste of money. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nope. Just, uh, yeah, just a classic Vince and then a DeMar. But I always wanted the Blue Husky jerseys. I know I've told you that in the past. Yeah. I, I, I regret it to this day not purchasing those. One of the blue ones, Lowry or DeMar. Oh, so nasty. Uh, I got a black DeMar. I have a white Kawhi uh, from a couple of years ago. Uh, I want to get a Lowry. I want to, I want to get a red Lowry. And I, Possibly, depending on what Siakam does this season, I might, I might jump back on the Siakam bandwagon. That's my mom's favorite player right now is uh, Pascal. So that's kind of the family favorite right now. <laughs> so I, I love him and I, I want him. He needs such a rebound year. I, it's so typical Toronto for us to be underdogs or, oh man, like one bad season, he's done. Pascal's done. Let's put him in some trade blocks. Yeah. Right. I want him to ball out so bad. He's still a top 10 in his position in the league, how young he is. He, he, I'd even say he's still maybe even a top 20 player. Yeah. With his, with his skill set. Um, the man can play. He gets better every year. He just, I think in the bubble, a lot of players um, were cla- claustrophobic and there was the unknown going in. So, yeah, it affects, like, your mental health is going to affect you no matter what. It doesn't matter if you're a uh, sports star or movie star or porn star or whatever man it's it's gonna affect you if you're not if you're not all there so i i think people need to chill he, i think he's gonna have a nice bounce back season 100 percent. i mean it's never happened before you've seen in sports when there's years with lockouts or strikes and they've sat out a couple of months how much crazy shit has happened teams who were supposed to make it don't and whatever just like you said, the bubble, it's new, away from their family, all this weird anxiety everybody's feeling nowadays. Right. <laughs> so so I, don't, I don't blame them at all. And to be honest, this season, there's going to be some weird shit happening too. Even in the NHL, these shortened seasons, something's going to happen because you shit the bed for 15 games. It's not the same as an 82-game season. Oh, no, it's not. You have to adjust. Your body has to adjust. Your regimens have to change. It's a big adjustment for everyone. So I feel like uh, we should drink because I've used the word adjustment like four times in like the last minute. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> adjustment. Yeah. Adjustment. I'm also worried, too. If you look around the world, soccer, any sport, the number of injuries piling up just because of how close games are, training, like the NHL is foregoing a preseason yeah. It's just so I'm hoping and with these guys, the amount of just the physical specimens they are, I'm really worried about injuries. Injuries are going to pile up. Look at the NFL. Um, we talk about it on TDs 
with, with you and without you on there, we, we talk about it all the time, which is injuries that pile up because you're not getting your full um, training camp. You didn't get yeah. to prepare. Your body doesn't get to prepare. So it's going to happen. It's going to be something we're going to have to live with for the next uh, maybe year or so. But you know what? These guys are trained athletes and they'll adjust and it, it'll be a good NBA season still. Oh, I can't wait. They've had one game already and it's been amazing. I, I've been so fired up. Oh, yeah. I got three questions for you, though. Okay. Going back to the Raptors. Okay. Um, how far do you think this roster can go? Does Lowry get moved at the deadline? And is there something up Masai's sleeve? So, I definitely see this team probably, I want to say winning one round this year, making the playoffs, okay. I think, but but depending, I mean, if they, I could just see us going up against Brooklyn round one, you know what I mean? Or something <laughs> like that, like, I don't know. So, I'm going to say I could see this team definitely going to the second round. I don't think because of that reason that Lowry's going to get moved. I'm in the bandwagon. I want Lowry to retire. I get it. Whatever. You can talk your analytics, financial sense. I'm talking from the heart. We just want a championship. Just at, now, if he's asking for a crazy amount as a veteran, that's just kind of okay, buddy. Then it's time to move on. Come back after you retire. We'll raise the banner. Fine. Yeah. But until it gets to that point, no, I want Lowry to retire. So no, he's staying. Boom. We make the playoffs. I want to say yes. We'll talk about it in a bit. I actually don't think the Raptors are getting James Harden. If anything, I think he might be going to the 76ers and going back with Maury, who he knows, and I feel is going to work even harder to get a deal. Probably Ben Simmons, some bullshit. But I do think Masai is working his ass off to get something up his sleeve. So I don't necessarily know what that is right now, but I'll give you a shitty neutral media 50% answer that. I don't think we'll get hardened, but I think you can never doubt Masai trying something. What about you? Uh, I think Lowry doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. I think in his heart, yes, he, I mean, you always want more. That's just our mentality, but I think his heart is with Toronto. He is Toronto. And I think he definitely wants to retire as a Raptor. So she get those, a statue. No, a hundred percent. If anyone should, it should be him. So I 100%. think he stays. I think he stays for that reason. I think the Raptors, depending on where they finish, which we'll we're going to get into that in a bit. I want to say a second round team, but something tells me they're going to get in that middle spot, and it's going to go seven, and they're they're going to stay at, in the first round. I hope I'm wrong. I really do. But I, I just there's there's too much um, unknown with this team just because it's an it's that's the lack of veteran leadership and not saying Lowry's not a great leader, but, you know, his um, there's not much veterans minus Baines. And I guess you can say Norm is a veteran now and uh, Fred, but, you know, you still need that mental toughness. So I think they're just lacking that a little bit. And I do think Messiah has something up his sleeve. Now, whether it gets, whether it's minor or it's major, uh, who knows? It remains to be seen. I don't think we get James Harden either. And I don't want James Harden on our team, frankly. I think he's too much of a head case. And 
Did she, you see the new video? <laughs> what's that? Did you see the new video? What of him tossing a ball at the the rookie? No, no. Uh, released. He had like a Christmas party at a strip club without masks. <laughs> <laughs> and the videos released. It's typical James Harden fashion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> His buddy got him like a Gucci travel bag or something, like oh. some crazy rich guy shit. <laughs> of course. Yeah, like it was it's too much drama there. I and I actually don't think getting James Harden pushes us over the needle because what we'd have to give up would just set us back even more. Like, are you going to win a title or go anywhere with Lowry and Harden and Van Fleet? That's a really small backcourt. Uh, yeah, you'd be able to shoot the lights out of it, out of everyone, but where's your defense coming from? So, you know, I, I, I don't think he's a good fit here, but remains to be seen. He never can discount Masai. I, I love when you uh, you added this stuff to the group chat because Destroyer had some great takes. So we definitely need to get him on for an episode. So there's a future hint of a guest we're going to have on because he had some great takes for the raps. Absolutely. So let's just keep it in-house. Let's keep it with Masai. Let's talk about the elephant in the room, the contract. So Masai, he has, he's going into his final season with the Raptors. Whenever he's asked about it, he's been focused on signing Bobby Webster, which is happening really, really soon. I'm told if not already, he wanted to re-sign Nick Nurse, which has already been done. So he got rid, he got uh, front office and personnel. Uh, then he has his Giants of Africa charity that he's been working really hard with Nelson Mandela anniversary and all that. He's had a bunch of stuff just kind of, and not only that, trying to get the Raptors to play in Toronto. He's been one of our biggest advocates because he knows what it means to the city. So his plate's been full. With that being said, it's only going to ramp up the pressure all year because it's almost going into a player contract where is he going to sign or not? So Melky, I'm asking you as a fellow Raps fan, Masai, staying or going? Oof. Put me on the spot. Put me right on the spot. Right on the spot. You know, I really, I have an answer, and I really don't want to say it because God damn. I know you fellow Raptor fans will will send me hate mail or show up show up with a pitchfork or something. I don't know, man. Uh, hang me, hang me out to dry. But if the Raptors can't land, I think a superstar. I think New York is knocking on his door and I think he's heading to the Mecca, the Mecca of the world. And why wouldn't you? Because it's bright lights. It's shiny, shiny toys. He gets to start from the ground up like he did with Toronto, like he did with Denver. And he's great at that. He's great at gutting and retooling. So for those reasons, I feel like we better enjoy Masai now because we're probably losing him in the future. Yeah. I'm going to hate to agree with you on this point, <laughs> but the last thing that he needs is to land that white whale for the Toronto Raptors. And that is a superstar deciding to come and play up North, which obviously I am biased, <laughs> We both but are. you have an entire country behind you you are a king 
like you, you want to talk about kings and being treated like royalty. Look how we treat our athletes up here. And you've already spoken on it this episode. All, entire Same with the Jays. It's an entire country. Mm-hmm. They need to get that point. We are not igloos. We are just New York North and smaller and less rats, okay? <laughs> and pigeons too. Yeah, and less pigeons. <laughs> I do not want Masai to go to the Knicks. I understand every point you're saying and it makes the most sense. And I think if he stays in the NBA, yes. However, Masai is 50 years young. He's a young guy. I see his future in like politics or something bigger than the NBA. I don't know whether he goes back to Africa, if he becomes a giant ambassador, maybe he becomes the next like president of basketball ops, like the whole NBA, whatever commissioner. But I see grand stuff in Masai's future. Obviously, if he turns around the New York Knicks, you'll be probably celebrated as one of the greatest basketball minds in history. I know it's already kind of like that with the Raptors, but you're not going to get the respect in America like you would with the Knicks. So, and I obviously I'd be pissed off and would hate him as like a trial Raptors. Like you bastard, you left us. And then when time passed, I mean, it makes sense. He brought us a championship. He brought us more than I could ever ask for as a basketball fan here in Canada. So I do think that it, the clock's ticking on Masai. I really hope, and I believe he's trying to bring someone big in. I think he's working for Harden. If it doesn't work, it's going to go big or small, like you said, to the next signing. But his future is not forever with Toronto. And I think it's a lot sooner coming to a close than we think. Yeah, just like you alluded to, he's what hasn't he done? Yeah. Besides, like you said, reel in that big whale, that white whale. Yeah. So he, he's an accomplished, he's an accomplished man. He's a polished man. And you know, that's, <clears throat> that's very intriguing that you bring up politics and bigger, bigger and better things. Well, not better, but bigger and other op- opportunistic uh, avenues because yeah, he's a smart man. Like this, he's, he's, he's a highly intelligent man. So he can do whatever he wants. I think if he puts his mind to it. So intelligent and a proven winner too. He, all all the- he does is win. Oh man. So I, yeah. So I, man, it's such a bummer to even talk about that as a <laughs> fan. Just like, yeah. But every good thing comes to an end, so we got to appreciate while it lasts. That's it. Okay, so while we kind of, it was a mixed bag. So pretty much the Raptors, we both gave them a C plus for the off season. Now, where that off season takes them and our predictions, we'll get to in a bit. But we're going to continue with the off season now. The general NBA. Um, we're obviously not going to get through everything and not every role player. Do not just no. to do that. We'll bring Gooby on for that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, why don't you start us off, Melkia? I'm just thinking you tell us a big sign. What brought your attention from offseason? Uh, I'm going to start us off, well, with the obvious, the re-signing of Giannis with the Bucks. Boom. Like that was probably the that was the biggest fish out there, and Milwaukee, you know, they landed him. They they said, "This is your team. This is your city. This is your town. You are the king. We need you to stay here, and we have unfinished business." And he is a. I knew he was a loyal guy, so I knew that was coming. Like it was either 
he was staying or is he was going to South Beach or Toronto? Well, it was one of those three teams. And uh, he just seems like a loyal dude. And there's a lot of unfinished business because before that, they had landed Drew Holiday, who yes. was an established guard. It was basically a Great better pick. version, a better version of Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah. Who they lost. I think a less, yeah. A lesser Chris Paul, who Milwaukee was going for. Yeah. But I think. J. Rue is a great substitution for not landing Paul. Absolutely. It's a great second prize. I wouldn't even say it's a second prize. It's like a there's a one A, one B, right? He's 100%. a one he's a one B. If they, they he needed a player like that to go along with him and Chris Middleton because Middleton's a nice Middleton's a nice player, but you never know if he's gonna be hot or not. He's a nice streaky player, but he can go cold and then it's Giannis to do everything. And that takes a, a toll on a, a superstar and you need other pieces to rely on. So landing drew holiday, I think it was a no, once they made that commitment to get drew holiday and kind of revamp, um, the, the bench and they have some nice young pieces too. It was a no brainer for him to re up. So that stands out to me the most. Yeah. What about you? Well, so, and just on the Giannis thing too, we said it earlier, completely agree. Small town for the win, which is so big for the NBA with all the super teams going on lately. I am so happy. I, I truly thought not this off season, but last year I was getting the hype that Giannis was coming to Toronto. It was the, (laughs) just the Toronto fan in me where I think everybody's coming here. Yeah. This off season, I actually thought he was going to go to be- go back to Milwaukee. If not Milwaukee, it was Miami. I thought he was going to join Butler and the Sun. They were going to be the Eastern Super Team to battle Brooklyn, with Boston going on the down. I'm so glad he stayed. So that's a, a big bonus. Um, we'll move on. I want to talk about the one of the big trades, not the one that I s- said, but this one. Russell Westbrook going to Washington for John Wall. Yeah. That is a massive trade. <laughs> it's an interesting trade because I don't know if you've read on – I'm sure you have. You, you read, if not more than I do when it comes to sports articles. I read some. Uh, <laughs> well, you show it on um, on Mustard, so I'm just <laughs> – uh, Both – this trade was deemed as a failure to both sides. <laughs> it's just because John Wall is coming off an Achilles and yeah. I think he had another injury as well. And then Westbrook is, it seems like nobody can work with Westbrook. So it's two disgruntled players switching teams and it seems like two really weird fits on Washington and Houston. So it's an interesting trade, but, uh, who do you think won that trade and who do you think which team will succeed more with the trade? So from from getting John Wall, yeah, going to Houston from Houston side, what are you doing? I don't get it. Getting Westbrook for John Wall from Washington side, massive backcourt improvement. And Unless Washington trades Bradley Beal, which could happen because there are trade rumors going around. I think if the, he stays, Washington could surprise some people. No, I, 
I'm not saying going deep. I'm just saying surprise. No, I agree with that. I think Westbrook, if you look what he did with that OKC team when uh, Kevin Durant left, he carried them on his shoulder and they made the playoffs. So Westbrook is capable of just balling out and he's, he's, He's that type of player that never gives up and never dies, and he plays hard all the time, 24-7. He eats, sleeps, basketball. So, yeah, Washington could be very interesting. With with Westbrook, for me, man, I think Harden's more of a mental case issue than Westbrook. Westbrook, for me, and I am not saying he's MJ, but it is that – MJ mentality where he is nothing but work. If you're not working as hard as Westbrook is, then he's going to call you out because Mm -hmm. why should you be working any less than him? And that's going to piss people off. Personally, I love that shit when guys are, (laughs) when guys are riding you, I love that shit. So Russell Westbrook, not so much a head case for me as he's just kind of really heated emotional player and that can get the best of him sometimes but i definitely think it's such a big upgrade for washington compared to houston and i think arden's more an issue than westbrook even though you didn't ask me that yeah no, <laughs> no, but it's true if you look at all the stories that are out about Harden, man like you you mentioned about his little stripper party with no mask so he's a diva I'll send you the video. You got to look at this bag he got. It's like diamond encrusted airline luggage. Oh, fuck. Looking forward to it. But you know what else I'm looking forward to? What? The Phoenix Suns. I know you've been wanting to talk about them. I've been wanting to drop the Phoenix Suns. I actually have them as a dark horse, believe it or not. And the addition of CP3 is huge. Yes. What a trade. Huge. What a what an acquisition by uh, by Phoenix landing a floor general who they haven't had since Steve Nash, a guy who see you were talking about who who works hard and it rides you. This man rides you and he brings the best out of you. Look what he did on a OKC team last season that was supposed to finish dead last, trading both superstars Paul George and um, Russell Westbrook. Like CP3 is only going to enhance Devin Booker and DeAndre Aiden. That's exactly what I was going to say. If you are a DeAndre fan or if you have him in a keeper fantasy ball league, you are ecstatic right now. You are ecstatic. 100%. Chris Paul, I think, is going to fit in beautifully on that team. It's going to be Lob City again. Remember when he was in New Orleans with uh, Tyson Chandler and David West? It's going to be Lob City all over again. And like I said, Devin Booker's not going to have to carry the the load as much, and it's just going to make him be the spot-up shooter that he is, and it's going to elevate his game to the new level. And this was a this was probably my favorite acquisition of the offseason. And then they also added Jameson Crowder, who's been around the block, who's tough as nails, who's a three and D guy. So, yeah, look, just look look for Phoenix and that young talent and the veterans mixed together. That's going to be a scary team. Look out for them. I won't say where, but I got them in the playoffs for our predictions. So do I. Phoenix, that is an up and coming team. They are gonna. That's going to be that young team that's going to be enjoyable to watch whenever they're on TV. Yeah, I will tune in for late night Phoenix games. I'll tell you that. That's a lie. Okay, let's keep it in the West. 
For West Side. <laughs> Let's talk about what an amazing contract. LeBron James, Anthony Davis, re-signing with the Lakers. Such a big deal. Huge. LeBron, first time in his career, I'm pretty sure, re-signing with the team before his contract's done. So a huge commitment to the Lakers for him. And not to mention it's a two-year which ends when a certain young high schooler may be eligible for the draft going by the name Brawny. <laughs> just saying. Put it out there, man. Just put it out there. <laughs> but um, I'm going to, we'll talk about them a bit later, but I think these are just massive for the Lakers. They shored up so many contracts this off season. I mean, they bring in Dennis Schroeder. That is such a big pickup marcus saw i mean the list goes on kyle kuzma resigns he looks so good from last year in the bubble well i guess i'm gonna ask you just kind of in general with those signings what do you think about the lakers offseason the rich get richer the fell the former champs the rich get richer and the younger yeah uh, they probably had the best offseason uh yeah. um this uh during during this time uh landing dennis schroeder Landing Montrez Harold from the rival Clippers. Man, uh, there's a beauty on Twitter sometimes too, man. That guy loves to just tweet his. Oh, emotions. he oh he was running his mouth a couple days ago, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what was it? I think it was the Kennard or some contract Kennard, was crazy. Yeah. Kennard, yeah, 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 Kennard, yeah. Oh man, like like you mentioned, Kuzma re-upping, Caldwell Pope re-upping, Mark Gasol, like that's a, just a smart veteran. Um, genius mind, you know, to control the paint and they can shoot outside when needed. The, they, they're just going to be unstoppable again. I, my only concern is just the, uh, a little bit of the athleticism they lost, but you know what, during the deadline, I'm sure they'll land someone or Javel McGee will get cut and they'll just bring him back into the fold. Like it, it just seems inevitable that, they're going to go for another title run and they're going to make it look easy. Yeah. Yeah. Shocker to you, Malky. I actually have them pretty high up on my prediction list. So do I. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I'm going to go to the East side. Okay. I'm and, going to to the East. Yeah. And we're going to go with your favorite city when it comes to the NFL. Um, Fly Eagles fly. Well, they're they're floundering right now, but that's okay. That's another story for another day. They'll have a chance to win the freaking. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Okay, oh my go. god, everybody doesn't. It's terrible. I know. Uh, we're gonna go with the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, we uh, we did mention them a little bit uh, with the um, James Harden rumors, uh, but as of right now, they're they've got the young guns with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. But I think the biggest acquisition was Daryl Morey, like you mentioned, a smart, savvy GM, and Doc Rivers. Now, I know Doc Rivers' playoff success isn't there, and he's hasn't feels like forever since he's won that title in uh, Boston, but what he does do in the regular season is win. Yes. And what he does is he polishes young minds and molds them into great basketball players, and I actually think if Ben Simmons is to stay – um, with the with Philly, I think he's going to finally get him and Joel on the same page. Uh, they also acquired Danny Green and Seth Curry, so they have shooters now. They didn't have they haven't had shooters in a long time since JJ Redick. They have shooters. Uh, they 
they look like a really good team on paper, and I wouldn't be surprised if they're in the top four in the East and a second-round team. It just seems like this is all going to come together for them finally, and you're probably going to see the best of Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid this yeah. season. Yeah. I uh, I couldn't agree more with you there. Just player offseason, just depth, shooting, like you said, Seth Curry, Danny Green, whatever. Not a great offseason player-wise. It'd almost be laughable in a way if Philadelphia. But the front office, like you're talking about, with that coach yeah. and with that manager, it's nothing but a win for them. It automatically makes them a better team. Doc, he can bring out the best, and he knows – what systems to play after reviewing his young players. Like he works. It's just incredible what he can do with young guys. So that's a huge boost for them. I definitely think they're a top four, top five this year. Um, like I said, I think there's a chance they're going to get hardened. So does that mean Simmons is on the way out? Obviously this is hypothetical with Harden on Philadelphia. I don't know. I don't know if that changes their position for me, makes them higher with the Nets and Box and all that, but it'd be scary. It'd be scary with Doc and Maury. Yeah, well, I think it catapults them a little bit higher. Not too much higher because I'd, I'd still put Milwaukee and Brooklyn ahead, but it definitely you definitely don't want to play them in the first round or even the second round that, that you're probably going to seven with them. Uh, you probably call it the Houston Rockets East. Uh, with Harden, like when he had Dwight Howard for a couple seasons. Now he's got a guy like Joel Embiid. I mean, two different players, but remains to be seen. I actually like the team the way they are. I think, yeah, ben me too. Simmons, I think Ben Simmons just needs to learn how to shoot a fucking jump shot. Try and out this team with Doc. Why not? I mean, and then Doc just needs to change his ashy voice because uh, I don't know how he gets through to people, man. That's like nails on a chalkboard. But other than that, Doc's going to mold these two kids and he's going to actually make players out of them. So look out for Philly. Yeah, I I was going to say with or without Harden, I think they're definitely going past the first round. Obviously, bias if they play the Raptors, they're getting their ass handed. (laughs) I see the 76ers at least second, third round. uh, They're going to be a good team in the East. Let's keep it in the East. Let's talk about a massive contract uh, and more. What the hell are you doing, MJ? Because Gordon Hayward <laughs> Hayward goes to Charlotte. This guy, four years, $120 million. Tell me, Melky, MJ's building a championship team, isn't he? Um. If we're talking fantasy wise, yeah, no, because it still sucks. <laughs> uh, MJ is, you know, he's just scraping and clawing for anything that comes his way. Gordon Hayward was in a bad position in Boston because they had too many players at that position, and that injury fucked him. Yeah, and he was injury prone, and Jordan's like, oh, hey, this looks credible on my uh, on my resume so yeah I'll I'll take a flyer on him uh I actually like Gordon Hayward will do he'll probably put up 20 points you know 20 points uh, he'll be the leading scorer to start until LaMelo takes over eventually I actually like the draft of LaMelo I think if anything that's where he should be applauded because he took the flashiest player in the draft and Charlotte always gets the bad rep that Nothing happens there unless you're in North Carolina or Duke. So for those reasons, they're not going to do anything. Uh, I think Gordon Hayward is 
going to be pasteurized out there for the next four years. But LaMelo Ball is going to be fun to watch, and hearing his dad run his mouth is going to be fun to, to listen to. So it's just – I don't even want to applaud the, the their offseason, but uh, I shrug my shoulders. We'll put it that way. You think his brother's going to sign with the Lakers at the end? Um, which one, uh, Mello? Yeah. Well, he's with the Pelicans, right? I no. Um. Oh God, I didn't mean that. <laughs> move on, move on. The guy who just didn't uh, re up, and he's going to wait till the end of the season. Yeah, he's he's with the Pelicans. Pelicans. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Lonzo. I think if Lonzo's smart, he'll stay. Um with the Orleans and work something out because that's a good system for him with Brandon Ingram and Zion. Because if he goes anywhere else, what is he going to do really? Like, yeah, he's going to jump. He's going to join his brother in, in Charlotte. Oh, whoop de do. That's, that's still not going to do anything for me. It's just going to pump Lavar's L- L- chest even more. And then what? He's going to beg Jordan to sign the one that has no talent. Oh, great. <laughs> I just don't. I just don't get spending 120 million for this guy for four years because I don't have them on as a playoff team. I, I they didn't even hit the radar, so I just really don't know what Charlotte's doing. It's just to make news because Jordan's been a horrible GM, basically yeah, exactly. a, a laughing stock. He's a the best basketball player of all time, but his GM skills are absolutely atrocious. Yeah, brutal. Okay, you got anybody else? I'll I'll, I'll no. do another one quickly. I'll do another one. We've got okay. we've got the West. Okay. And I'm talking Rudy Gobert resigning with the Utah Jazz. Huge. So five year, two hundred and five million dollar max this <laughs> guy. The man who started uh, COVID in the NBA. <laughs> Just don't say this stuff. <laughs> you gotta know now with luck and social media what to say, what not to say. You know, despite that, he's a great player. He's a great defensive player. He's a big I man. I'm on the Raptors right now. Don't I worry. would love him on the Raptors. I was hoping you that I, I was hoping that he was gonna he's gonna be disgruntled and Masai was gonna pick up that phone and land him. And I, I would his jersey. Yeah, I would have too. They, the, all he does is make plays. He's he's still in his prime. He's just entering his prime. And those meat looks he gives, oh, I would have loved it on the Raptors. <laughs> I, I think, uh, yeah, no, Utah needed to make this move because uh, I love Donovan Mitchell. I think Donovan Mitchell is a baller, but if Dude, that guy's like, a star, I can't believe teams passed up on him. Uh, yeah. Like they should be shaking their heads. But I, I think um, they needed to make this move because you, I compare Utah with Charlotte. I mean, Utah has had a lot more success, but it's like those small towns that nobody really gives a fuck about basketball. So you, you need to stay competitive to bring those people in. So it was a great move on their part. I'm so happy, man. They just signed the two cornerstones for their entire organization right now is locked up. So Utah, bright future, bright future. Oh, yeah, 100 percent, man. They're, they're a playoff team and they're fun to watch, too. Yeah. One next. Go, know one last signing. Yeah. Before we move on, and I'm going to go with the Atlanta Hawks. You know what? I'm going to give a nice applaud to the Atlanta Hawks. Now, I'm going to talk about where they finish. Well, we will later. But I, they, you know what? They did a really good job surrounding um, Trey Young with talent. 
shooters because this man's doing it all by himself at six feet tall. So big ups to them for signing Gallinari, the veteran three-point shooter specialist, Chris Dunn, uh, Bogdan Bogdanovic, who was under a lot of scrutiny. <laughs> I'm If I'm him, I would have rather been Milwaukee. I don't know what he was thinking, but whatever. But that sounds like a him problem, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, last but not least, Rajon Rondo, which that was a shocker to me, but that's going to actually help Trey Young, uh, you know, get some piss and vinegar in his veins because I, I feel like he's a pushover right now. And Rondo is going to just make him stronger and better. So big ups to the Hawks. They're on the they're on the right trend, like up. they're trending up and they have a nice future out of them. Yeah, I, that Rondo call with Trey Young, that's great. I didn't even think of that because you're right about Trey. That guy, a little soft, but he has all of it right there. Some of those plays he makes, I actually have Atlanta fighting for the eighth spot with how they are. So like you said, we'll talk about that later. Definitely Atlanta's in the up and up. The East is getting better. So. The East is getting better. It's getting more competitive. So, you know, look out. It's going to be a dog fight. Okay, so we've talked tons of free agency. We're going to end it quickly. We've we've talked about him here and there, so we're going to do it super short. James Harden, we're bringing it up. It's top. Everybody wants to know. Like I said, I think he's personally going to Philadelphia. Where do you think he's going? That's a great question. Uh, Philadelphia seems like the obvious choice because of his ties with Daryl Morey. They have a generational star in Ben Simmons to offer as well. So that seems like the most lucrative, um, you know, deal, but I'm going to throw a wild card team out there. Awesome. And I'm going to go with the Denver nuggets. Now I say this, I say this because I mean, it's been rumored, but they have a lot of talent that they can offer. And James Harden alongside Jamal Murray and the Joker. Look out, Lakers. Yeah. They had to come out today and say that they would not trade Jamal Murray for James Harden. Well, no shit. He would be stupid to give up Jamal Murray (laughs) for for James Harden. Like a guy who hasn't even cracked the ceiling yet for a head case superstar that's probably going to be on the decline the next couple of years. Yeah. Houston's rebuilding. And then you're bringing in Harden only to compete with the LA teams for the top of the West. So you have to keep the other two. Oh, you're not competing with them. If you give up one or the other, obviously Porter jr. Would be on the table. I think Uh, so. I think he'd be gone. You would have to, you would have to part with Porter jr. You would have to part, probably with like Barton or Harris, obviously some draft picks. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I think Denver wants to make a move because they want to stay competitive with both LA teams. Like you just alluded to. It's, it's crazy too, that we're talking about Harden. Cause I have his stats here, right? Last year, 68 games played 36.5 minutes, average 34.3 points, average 44% field goal. Like the guy's stats, He's a superstar, eight times NBA All-Star, three-time scoring champ, all of that. And we're saying as Raptor fans, we don't really want him. No, don't don't want the head case. I don't think if we had like another, like if Siakam 
was on that verge of being a superstar and it was we could give up and I don't don't I don't don't get it twisted uh, Raptor fans I don't want to give Lowry up but if it was a case where it could be like a Lowry for Harden with a lip, some pieces and you would have Van Fleet, Harden and Siakam as your big three with well, I mean, you have to part with OG. Like, there's no way you could keep OG. But with those three, I'd be like, hell yeah. That's a nice three-headed monster right there. But you're going to have to give up Siakam. That's the main focus for Houston. I I, I still think Siakam has, a, has more on the table to offer. So I feel like you're basically emptying your cupboard for a guy that's going to be here for two years. And then he's going to bolt anyways. I so many people you hear it all the time from pundits and whatever they tell you it doesn't matter you grab that superstar talent when it's available they always make your team better but and yes he's great he he's top two at his position probably in the NBA right now we bring him in and we lose Pascal just for right now we'd have him Lowry Fred all at the shooting position so him and Lowry are starting. Fred's coming off the bench lower minutes. We just signed him to that contract. Like it doesn't make sense for me personally to bring Harden in or don't sign the Fred contract or we have to ship Lowry out then exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, because it doesn't make any sense or you would have to have Fred and Lowry in your backcourt and James at the three and James, James he can't just wants ball constantly. You have three guys that are ball dominant. That doesn't yeah. make sense at all. Wow. We got weaker defensively, so you're going to bring in a pure offense guy. It it doesn't it didn't work in Houston. They tried all the new game changers. It didn't yeah. work. So for me, it just don't bring him in. It it yes, we'd probably have a ton of highlight reel nights from Harden in a Raptors jersey. That would be sick. But overall, I don't think it makes the team better right now where they're at. No, I, I think it sets us back, if anything. I'd rather have a subpar season than have a season where we make the second round one, once and then James Harden pouts because we don't have it. He doesn't have anything else to work with. No. Yeah. I, he, I, he can stay his ass in Houston. Yeah, I don't, think, I don't think Harden coming in is like Kawhi coming in and what Kawhi brought. So I don't see the – obviously, it sounds so pessimistic, but I don't see the jump to championship like we did. No. And then – Without that jump to the championship and winning all of it, winning puts all the questions to rest. Like all the shit coming out about Kawhi now, it didn't matter in Toronto because we won, we kept winning, and then we won it all. That's great. He left, all good memories in Toronto. Okay, see you later. Nothing came out. Goodbye. We're a classy organization. Anyways, Masai would never say anything. No, Masai would never do that. Fuck that cop in Golden State for touching Masai. Anyways, that's (laughs) totally unrelated. Uh, Motherfucker. Uh, I'm so glad that Masai is getting his justice on that. Just a sidebar. It's such a – like how can you watch the whole video and have any other opinion? Did he really think he was going to get away with it? Oh, man. What a douche. Okay. So we're both decided (laughs) – Harden's not coming. Masai might be out the door. Let's go to positives. Let's go to something I'm excited about. Prediction time. So this is how we did it, folks. Melky came to me. He says, Bah, I want your top eight for the East. I want your top eight for the West. I want your conference finals. I want your winner. And I want your MVP. I say, okay. I guess we can do that. <laughs> 
And it happened just like that too. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it this way. I'll name I'll name my west because I'm interested in where your west is. Okay. Then, so so you go west. Okay. Then I'll name my east. You name your east. And then we'll switch it and you're gonna give me your conference, your finals, and the MVP, and I'll give you mine. Beauty. Let's do it. I'm gonna go eight to one. Okay, perfect. Okay. So this isn't going to, we're going to, we've learned from the past a bit, folks, by the way, if you listen to any of our football or mustard <laughs> stuff, we're not going to be going into 20 minute spiels for each number. I'm going to do this pretty quick. So, so bear with us. Okay. We learn. <laughs> okay. So and the notebook here, by the way, Oof, official star Wars too. <laughs> okay. In eighth, I've got golden state. Okay. So I've got Golden State eighth. I I think yes, they lost Clay. They're not doing anything in the playoffs. They're still going to make the playoffs in the eighth. I think we we were just talking about that young rookie. He looked great for no play time at all. Yeah, it's not yeah. So he's going to be cool. Number seven, the Phoenix Suns, who I could see even beating the number two spot and winning because Phoenix, like you said, are on the up and up and they're going to be exciting and weird things happen in sports seasons like this. And in Phoenix. (laughs) Number six, the team I seem to always get drafted to in NBA 2K, Portland. (laughs) And I love Damian Lillard and LaMarcus, by the way. I just like the Portland team. I have no hate for them. I enjoy watching them. And what he put up in the bubble, I mean, uh, we didn't even get to that, but what a stud. Ice water in his veins. Yeah, ice water. Love that guy. And and the great shit talking, too. Always respect a good shit talking. Oh, I do. I, I just love um, the wave. The wave in that playoff series against Russ and uh, yeah. George, man. Shut um, them up. Okay. Yeah. Number five, Utah. We spoke about before. I think a great team. I almost could have put them at number four, but the number four team I believe is way better than Utah. Actually, it's Dallas with Luca. That guy, unreal to watch him play. Mark Cuban, the luck that guy has. Well, also the stupidity on Atlanta's on Atlanta too. I would have taken Luca over Trey Young. Yeah, <laughs> I can't. Yeah. Every you know what I was gonna say I was shocked about that draft, but everybody was. Everybody was talking about it afterwards. I don't know why you didn't take that. You you keep handing Euro basketball to Mark Cuban. <laughs> what else can you say? You just keep handing him European studs, and he works with it. So great. The next Dirk, even though completely different player. Yes. Yeah. So four Dallas number three, Jamal Murray the Nuggets. Ooh. They're finishing third. Okay. Yeah. Number two. So obviously it's between the LA teams. <laughs> I've got the Clippers finishing second. I've got the Lakers finishing first for the West. Okay. I like that list. I, I, uh, it's pretty much on par for what most of the respected media say. Yeah. So not much divergence. I, I think the Lakers run away with the West unless for injury problems. Yeah. Um, it's funny because I was watching a lot of other pods and other predictions today and my list, your list and their list are all the same, except the orders a, a bit different. So 
you blew my mind away when you said Golden State at eight because I have Golden State at eight. Just just because Clay is down doesn't mean this team won't compete. Yeah, they're they're champions for a reason. And Wiseman is a that was a great pickup on their front. A big man that actually can push Draymond back to the four. Got a nice shot. Exactly, and have Draymond do the dirty work while Wiseman just gets better and better in that Kelly Oubre uh, trade too. The man I've been advocating Kelly Oubre to come to Toronto for years. Um, Part of the Chris Paul trade, by the way. Exactly. <laughs> so I, I like if they had Clay, obviously they'd be up higher, but because of, there's no Clay, that they're fighting for that last spot. Um, number I would have had them six. I would have had them six. Yeah, I would have had them five or six if Clay was around. Yeah, um, but obviously he's not. Uh, number seven, your favorite trash talker, Dame. Damon Company at number seven. Portland is that team where they could get really hot and they could probably be up in the four spot, but because they just have bad luck, they always just squeak in. So, and I really think CJ McCullough, if anyone needs to step up this year, it's him. And he's always good, but he needs to be on Dame's level every game this season. And he never is, so I have them at the seven spot. Number six, Rudy Gobert and the Utah Jazz. Um, and basically because Mike Connolly. I don't know which Mike Connolly you're going to get, so <laughs> they, they could teeter up and down. Number five, Luca and company. And you know what? They would have been they would have been higher if – Krista Porzingis was actually playing right now. But because he's not, I have them. I think it's going to be a little tough to start, but I mean, you got Luca, you know, it's no problem there. Number four, uh, my favorite acquisition, my favorite, probably my favorite team this season besides the Raptors, the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, they're going to shoot that high. I think Chris Paul is such a winner, in the, especially in the regular season. His playoff track doesn't show up, but he's going to elevate Aiden and Booker to the next level. And Crowder, don't dismiss Crowder in that toughness. Uh, Crowder was a great pickup like we, we talked about. So I have Phoenix at the number four spot. That's awesome. Number three, the disgruntled L.A. Clippers. Yeah, they uh, they took. I think losing Montra Montrez is a big loss for them. Yes, Serge Ibaka is a great upgrade, but I think they've lost some pieces. And yeah, Luke Kennard can shoot, but is he really a game changer? No. It's it all hinges. It's all going to hinge on Kawhi and and George Paul. Paul George, George Paul depends what I want to call him. Number two. Canada pride Jamal Murray and the Denver Nuggets. This team, all they do is win and nobody knows about it. And I, I think they just keep getting better and sky's the limit for the Joker and Jamal and Porter. If, if Porter plays the way he can, scary team. Last and year was no joke, eh? It wasn't a joke. Uh, and number one, the Lakers, who I agree with you, barring injury, will run away with this thing. It, it's an Anthony over- Davis is just... We don't have to talk about LeBron. Anthony Davis, for me, that guy's defense, it's just, it's unreal, man, the unibrow. He's actually the most complete player in the NBA. It's sickening. It's disgusting. <laughs> if Kevin Durant had thicker legs, no, I'm just kidding. Right. 
Okay, so pretty similar list. Uh, you kind of blew my mind with the Phoenix. I I wanted to take a young team and put them high up on the list and Phoenix. And my list, it's so funny when we do these. I have arrows going between, yeah. so I switch yes. the places of the teams constantly. So pr- pretty similar. Um, yeah, Clay Thompson, uh, Golden State, going nowhere. No, unfortunately. Yeah, it's Laker country. I actually think the Clippers are better this year than last. Actually. Yeah. 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 I think Ibaka, I, I don't know. I, I actually think they have a better chance of winning this year than they did last year, but they're still going to lose. I think they have a better coach in Ty Lue. Yeah. I think Ty Lue. He's a player's coach. He's a, yeah, exactly. You nailed it. He's a player's coach. It just depends on um, Kawhi and George. Like, they're not leaders on the court. No. So where are you going to with your leadership? Like, I don't think Patrick Beverly's a good leader on the court. He's just an asshole. Um, Dude, that guy's a total ass. And just like Juju getting just <laughs> <laughs> getting embarrassed when he's talking shit. Exactly. And that always seems to be that always seems to happen to Bev. And I I that's that's where that's my question mark with them. That's why I put them third. I think Denver has it all together. Denver didn't really need to make any moves, uh, you know, uh, this offseason. I think the Clippers have some work to do. So for those reasons, I have them at, thir- at three and Denver at two. I am going to definitely watch so many Phoenix games this year and chat with you over the – that's our Western team I'm feeling that we're going to watch. I think so too. Uh, I could I, care less about watching Laker games, to be honest. I'll watch the high – obviously, I'll watch the good games when they're on. I'm going to watch yeah. – when we get off the rest of the game tonight, but whatever, man. <laughs> I get, exactly. Cause you know what you're going to expect from them. I, yeah. I, I'm interested in the young, those up and coming teams. Like, like I said, I, I would have, I would have had Dallas higher if Porzingis was playing um, to start the season, but because he's not, I think. How long yeah, is he? Luke, yeah. Luke is a stud, but I think it, it'll take them a little bit to, to start rolling. Whereas Phoenix has everyone in place. Yeah. How long is Chris Stapps out for again? Uh, there's no timetable. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Cuban was saying there's no timetable. I'm I'm thinking a month. Okay. I'm thinking about a month, but it remains to be seen. Uh, just a quick question, though. Who is your bubble team in the West? Like, who did you have on your, like, your, as your ninth that could push Golden State? That's a good question. I didn't do. I, you know what? It's funny. I did that for the East, and I didn't write one down for the West. What's yours? What's your bubble team? New Orleans. Really? Yeah. I think Zion takes a nice leap. Ingram is going to establish himself as a bona fide top twenty player. Uh, Lonzo, you know what? His short. Yeah, he's got some shortcomings, but he can dish the ball like no other. Uh, and now that Drew Holiday's gone, it gives these three more time to play together. And didn't get that chemistry. So, yeah, I think New Orleans, and they're going to be fun. They're just going to run, run up and down the floor. Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're draft. They drafted well. I think they're just a mess. I, I don't believe in you having your best friend on your team and, uh, and cat and, um, What's his name? The snitch. <laughs> I I really hope. Yeah. I really hope that 
cat just comes out and absolutely balls after what COVID has done to him and his family. Yeah. The shit, I'm not even going to swear to be respectful of this guy. The amount of family members, the stuff he's gone through, the people he's lost. It's one of those things. It's the Brett Favre mentality of where it could propel him to an unreal year. And the guys bond around him. They, the chemistry works for the team. That's, it's not logical, but that's how I could see Minnesota being the ninth. And I think they're going to miss the playoffs, hence the bubble team. But I think they're going to surprise some people. I think it's going to be, I think Minnesota fans are going to be somewhat happy this year. I like that. I like that. That's basically uh, Canada up, uh, down South. So yeah, you got big up CU mini fans. All right, let's move on to the East after the West. We're going to go eight to one again. I'll start. So, the big surprise for me, number eight is Washington. I have, I've got Mr. Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal. If he stays making the playoffs at the eighth spot. No, I do not see them beating the bucks. So <laughs> they are not past the first round team. No, but Washington, I think with that backcourt could definitely make the playoffs in the eighth spot. Just kind of fighting maybe with Atlanta. Number seven, I've got the Pacers. The Pacers are that Eastern team for me. They're just that playoff team. Obviously, it's not the same as when they had Reggie and all that. They heated the way they played, but they're kind of just always there. <laughs> they're just always there for me. So I've got Indiana at seven. Number six, I've got the Celtics. Mm. Yeah, Jason Tatum is a star. I just don't, and obviously Kemba, I, I love Kemba. That guy has no hate from me the way he plays, but I just have them right now at, at six. That being said, I've got our Raptors at fifth. I've got Philadelphia fourth. Ooh. This one, uh, switching a bit between third, fourth, fifth, but I have Philadelphia fourth. Daryl Morey, Doc, like we said, I can't, not that I can't wait to see what that team does because I hate that team, the NBA team. <laughs> but I, I'm curious to see what they're going to do and how great they're going to be because they definitely could be third, no problem. So Philadelphia fourth. I've got Jimmy Butler, Miami third. Jimmy Butler, man. That guy has grown on me. <laughs> I used to drink the haterade on Jimmy Butler. No more. That guy is winner. Winner, winner, winner. I've never hated that man. I love his mentality. He's a dog. That's what you want on your team. Just a straight out dog. And I, I thought he was like so arrogant at first and just like the No, I was drinking the haterade. I fully admit that Jimmy Butler. I was full out rooting for them against the Lakers. I think everybody was, but just not enough talent. Yeah. So to round out the top eight, I obviously have Brooklyn Nets number two, which means Milwaukee with Giannis. Uh, is number one, just incredible what they've got in Giannis, what they've brought around him, what they've promised him, what's to come. And with that being said, I have the Nets second. Kyrie is an absolute basket case, so who knows? But even just watching that game tonight, man, Brooklyn's for real. There was never any doubt. Kevin Durant, I've never doubted that guy, no matter how many Twitter burner accounts he's got. So Brooklyn, they're <laughs> legit for real, but I have Milwaukee number one. <laughs> it's crazy man yeah, I'm, I'm hearing your list and i'm looking at mine and it's so identical 
it's identical. Like uh, number eight, Washington Wizards. Oh, perfect. They, I think Beal and uh, Westbrook are going to get it together and just push this team. Uh, and they'll fight with Atlanta. I agree with that too for that last spot. Number seven, the Indiana Pacers. Uh, I like Sabonis. I like Depot. I like Brogdon. Um, there's just too many better teams. So for that, I got them seven. Now here's where we differ. I got our Raptors number six. Uh, just losing Ibaka. If they had Ibaka, they'd be in the top four. I just think Ibaka makes that much uh, much of a difference veteran-wise and skill-wise, and they, they just lost too much up front. I got Boston number five. I actually like them signing Tristan Thompson. I was hoping Tristan Thompson was going to come to Toronto, but obviously he uh, elected not to. So I got Boston. And, and Jason Tatum keeps growing. How the fuck do you keep growing? He's now 6'10". <laughs> Stop puberty at 30. I guess so, man. Uh, so I got them uh, at the five spot. I got Miami in the four, four slot. I was never too big on Miami. I love Jimmy Butler. I would take five, ten Jimmy Butlers on my team. I like Tyler Hero. I like Duncan Robinson. I like Bam. But I just think they capitalized on the bubble last year. So I think they're going to take a step back and they're going to fall to four, which is going to make the rematch of Boston and Miami first round, which is going to be exciting. And then I got Philly flying high to number three. I think Doc Rivers makes that much more of a difference with uh, Maury. And especially if they land James Harden. Yeah, they're definitely a top three team to round it off with Brooklyn Nets, KD, uh, Dinwiddie, uh, Levert, and of course that weirdo um, Kyrie and his sage fucking holistic bullshit. Uh, yeah, despite all that, they're going to be number two, and obviously that leaves Milwaukee as the top dog in the in the East. Wow, so definitely similar. And by the way, on Miami too, love Bam. That guy plays a great game. I do think. Tyler regresses this year, and that was definitely a bubble play. I think so too. He's a great player. He's gonna he's gonna be a great yeah. player, but yeah, he, he's not gonna put up the numbers he did last season. A hundred percent, I agree with that. Okay, let's have you go first now. Why don't you give me your two conference? All right, so this one was kind of easy for me. Uh, so I'm gonna go since we started with the West. I'll go start with the West. I'm gonna go with the two LA teams in the conference finals. I think they. They are the two teams that stand out the most. I think Kawhi actually will, and Paul George will actually get their shit together at some point, and they'll persevere in the playoffs and will them to the conference finals, but only to be stopped by the Lakers. The Lakers just have too much firepower. I would take AD and LeBron over Kawhi and George any day. Uh, The Lakers are the Lakers for a reason. So I have the Lakers representing uh, the West in the NBA finals. Now, do you want me to go to the East or do you want to? Uh... I'll, I'll just say I have the okay. exact same for the okay. West. I was going to wait to go after, but I have Lakers Clippers. Like I exactly what you said, they're going to pull it together. Paul George, Kawhi, new coach. They're going to make it. And then they're just going to run into the Lakers. 
Yeah, unfortunate. Like it's unfortunate that the Lakers are a powerhouse because yep. if it was any other year, uh, the Clippers would win it. I, I would pick the Clippers to win it all, but yeah, the Lakers are just too good. So for, 100%. For, yeah, yeah, so I have the Lakers represent the West. Now over to the East, I got Milwaukee versus Brooklyn in the East final, and I have Brooklyn winning, winning in six actually. Um, sorry, Giannis, like you're good. But Kevin Durant's better. And I think the pieces that the Nets have are a lot better than what Milwaukee has. So I like Brooklyn to win that. Who you got? You bastard. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So I have the exact same. I've got the Nets and the Bucks. I actually took the Bucks going to the finals. So what you just said is making me second guess about because of Kevin Durant. And I just think the way the storyline, it's almost making me think the Nets are going to make the finals because of how crazy Kyrie is. And people are going to be like, well, he's a winner. It it works out. Earth is flat. Exactly. Yeah. It just just seems like it's building to that point. Oh, fuck. I'm going to say you're right. But I do have uh, the Bucks taking it. But it's those two in the East. So exact same four. Yeah. And then. uh, Okay. So the finals. Who do you have? My finals. uh, So it's Brooklyn. It's Brooklyn versus L.A. I got the Lakers in six. I just think if if it's a, there's a time to solidify yourself. I mean, he's already the king, but to really solidify yourself and beat a man who beat you, kicked your butt twice in the finals in Kevin Durant, it's LeBron's revenge tour and the Lakers persevere. I, I, I just think. For whatever reason, Kyrie's antics get the best of them, and he doesn't—he's not as clutch as he normally is. Whereas AD and LeBron are just out of this world, so that's why I like the Lakers. Oh man, you're making me go over to the <laughs> with the Brooklyn call. So I have the Lakers in six over the Bucks, and in my notes, I have Giannis is going to have a strong finals, and one of the Bucks wins, obviously six games, so they'll have two. It's just going to come right off his back. It's going to be one of those performances where we're going to be talking about it, where next year is Milwaukee's turn. They they just lost to LeBron in the finals, but they showed this and that. So that's how I have it playing out. But again, agree with you. I, Kobe's spirit is willing back-to-back championship for the Lakers this year. It's how I have it. Oh, absolutely. It's all in honor of Kobe. Um, and what better way to do it than – repeat and yeah. then try and try and uh, go for a three-peat the following year. So yeah, the Lakers are just, like I said, the rich got richer and younger and faster and hungrier. So the, it's the Lakers here again. Okay. So Lakers winner, let's do it quickly. Final. We have MVP. Melky, who do you have for MVP for this shortened season? Anthony Davis. Oh, such a good pick. And I'll tell you why LeBron's not going to play as much. Because he's tired, um, they just won the title, so they're going to be leaning on Anthony Davis, and Anthony Davis does everything. And not only is he going to be up for MVP, he's probably going to be up for Defensive Player of the Year. So I like Anthony Davis. It just, it just, everything's lined up for the Lakers this year to have win all these accolades and win the chip. So I like Anthony Davis. Who do you got, bro? Yeah, so like I told you before we started recording, it was between almost two players for me. Anthony Davis, We, I've already said, just like you, his defense, 
unreal Laker year. So I'm going to go the other guy for MVP and I'm going Luca. And it's also for what you mentioned earlier, Chris Stapps isn't there. And I still have them as a top playoff team. And that is coming off the best European basketball player in the world in Luca. Everybody's calling for it. He's a future MVP. He's a future MVP. I think it happens this season. If Anthony Davis doesn't get it. It's honestly, I was juggling between those two. It's my one third. Or the other. My third. third. If, if it is a complete ball out season, they finish first and it's storylines, Kevin Durant. Yeah. Like that, that was, uh, I was thinking that too, but I, I feel like he doesn't necessarily have to ball out completely. He's got a great team. It's just him getting his legs back. And obviously if you saw what he did tonight, it's things, it's a sign of things to come. So I think he doesn't need to necessarily win it because he's done it already. Uh, he just wants to get in the playoffs, get in the finals, and just prove everyone that he's still the best player in the in the world. 100%. This has been so much fun just talking basketball. It, it feels back to normal life. So we wanted to end this episode, episode one, with something special. We just brought him up a couple of minutes ago. Kobe Bryant, such a, a giant in the game, a huge loss. And obviously Gigi, his daughter, who apparently was mini Kobe in many respects. So the whole NBA and the basketball world and sports worlds are completely gutted. So we thought, what better way to honor this man than a few quick good words and our favorite or some of our favorite moments. We're going to pick two, one each uh, of what Kobe brought over that amazing career. Do you want to go first, Melky, or you want me to go first, buddy? No, you take it away, bro. You take it away, bro. Perfect. And I'm glad you said that because this one is near and dear to all of our hearts in <laughs> Toronto. I'm talking about, of course, January 22nd, 2006, Kobe Bryant, 81 points in a comeback win against your Toronto Raptors, 122 to 104. I'm talking 28 for 46 from the field. I'm talking the seven of 13 and I'm talking 55 points in the second half. Mama numbers. Do you remember watching that game? I do. I remember I was torn between cheering him on to get the 81 and booing him to not get the 81 because it was embarrassing for a Raptor squad. <laughs> it was actually pretty easy because the ball never left his fucking hands unless they <laughs> went in. The so the Raptors, I don't even think touched it. No. And the, we were winning that game, Melky. They were allergic to, to the ball, I guess in the second half, especially like it, it was, was that the squad with Rafer Alston? Yeah. I'll skip to my Lua. He's a, that's another story for another day. Yeah, no, it was just a complete embarrassment. Uh, but I'm glad we're in we're in the history books for that with a, such a iconic player, a revolutionized who revolutionized the game um, to where it is now because the game isn't being played the way the way uh, it is now without Kobe Bryant and. I miss that man completely. I grew up like you watching him, watching him grow up from a high school draft player to the man that he became. And he was only going to be doing bigger and better things. And it was just uh, heart heartbreaking to find out his demise came so early. 
Yeah. Let's hear yours. Let's hear yours. Uh, well, I mean, that one stood out the most, but I, I found another one uh, from 2005 in December. Uh, Kobe scoring 62 points in three quarters against uh, the Mavericks. Yeah. So he shot, he took 31 shots in 32 minutes. Uh, and it was so bad that the Lakers rested him completely in the fourth quarter because they just annihilated the Mavericks. And that's just speaking about how intense, how this man breathed basketball, how he just took over games. Like there's, there's only so many players that can, that can amount to that type of feat. And he's definitely one of them. So that stood out for me. He's one of those players, just like LeBron or you go to any other sport, Ronaldo, whatever they just always have those nights where it seems it's just going to happen like that for them. It's going to be a night to remember. And, and you're right. It, it sucks in the moment because you're just going to get embarrassed. But looking back, you are a part of history in a way. Yeah. And, and Kobe was going to get those type of games and those type of points regardless. It's, it came easy to him, but I mean, he worked his tail off, but it was just easy for him. You look at him, the way he dribbled, the way he drove, the, his IQ was just off the charts. It was easy for him. And he, he made it known that it was easy for him every night, but he worked his tail off. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to honor Kobe by bringing the member Mamba mentality every time to every episode. And I think what we're going to do is at the end of each episode, we'll do one Kobe moment. I think you're cool with that. <laughs> you've been such 100%. a huge Kobe fan, so I know you've got tons. I can't wait to hear some. Uh, same here. I, I know you're a huge fan, too. And I know you respect uh, a hard worker, a blue collar like Kobe Bryant, who just took the game to a new level. Hey, that's why I like doing this show with you, man. Hard workers, blue collar. That's it, buddy. What a blast. Has this been fun or what? This has been outstanding. Um, I could honestly talk ball with you for hours on end. I can't believe how much time's passed already. In this episode. I thought I was worried we were only going to be like half an hour. Yeah, same I here. was worrying about that. No, we would definitely, uh, <laughs> we definitely filled the slot and then some it's in great. I can't wait to do it again and look forward to us. Um, you know, a couple times a month, uh, dropping some ball and, um, yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a ball. It's going to be a blast. No pun intended. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All puns intended. We're looking, <laughs> we're looking right now, folks. We're going to hopefully do two of these a month, every two weeks. That way it's going to give us enough time that hopefully enough storylines in those two weeks pass. We're going to give you some great content. Not only this show, nothing but miss. We've just got the holiday mustard episode just dropped which was a blast to record. Get the gang back together again. <laughs> so much fun. Not only that, show us your TDs, which is a big episode this week. I cannot wait to listen to what happened in the semis. That's going to give me a splitting headache, but uh, yeah, I can't wait either. That's, that's going to drop this week at some point. Um, just look for Gooby to gloat and boast and shake his fat ass. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I'm going to be listening. You know, I'll be texting you right away as soon as I listen. I can't wait. That cocky bastard. Okay, folks. I'm Ba. This is Melky. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We can't wait to do this next time. Uh, peace out, everyone. Enjoy the NBA. It's back. Boom shakalaka. Ooh. Audio difficulties. Yeah.
Ciao. Ciao. <laughs>